been with us recently or who weren't with us last week, last week uh, I preached a message uh, entitled Victory and Redemption based on Hebrews 9. So a bit of this may sound a bit repetitive to some who were here last week, but there's uh, no problem in repetitiveness. You repeat something, you learn it, you grasp onto it, and it clings to you. So. Um, but for those of you who weren't here, we preached that there is, uh, there is victory in redemption. That there is victory in the death of Jesus Christ. That there is death in the, that there is victory in the death of Jesus on that cross. That what he did for you and for me, for the world, we reap the benefits and we are victorious in our day-to-day -day battles. And so what I wanted to do this morning is to continue a little bit with that theme. Beginning in verses 11 through 14, but then finishing in 19 to 25, then encourages us to continue in that confidence in what Jesus Christ has done. What the writer of Hebrews is trying to do this morning is to show importance of what Jesus has done on that cross. What the writer of Hebrew is doing, and he's speaking, he's writing a letter to a Christian community whose faith is faltering. Speaking to a community of Jewish Christians who have just converted from Judaism to Christianity. Two totally different worlds. One is considered the Old Covenant and the other is considered the New Covenant. One abolishing the other. So what's happening with this community is that they're going back and forth not knowing which, which way to go. Have any of us in this, in this room have been in that place before? That when we convert to Christianity, we kind of sometimes want to go back to the world and then what it had to offer. Don't we think sometimes that we lived a better life in the world than what we do now? We were able to do what we wanted, when we wanted, came and went as we wanted. Not sure what the mind and the thoughts of this Jewish community were going through, but they were going through a turmoil and they were going through a time where they were being tempted to return back to these old ways. And what the writer of Hebrews is doing is he's pointing them to Jesus Christ. And that is my aim this morning. As I grasp this pulpit and as I allow myself to be used by the Spirit, I want to point every single person in this morning to Jesus Christ. That the sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross was once and for all. What he wants to do is he wants to draw the people in closer to him and he wants to tell them that what was done before is no longer needed. And what he writes to them, and he says that these priests, these, these, these high leaders, what they would do is they would constantly yearly, on a, on, on a yearly annual basis, they would sacrifice and they would stand and they would constantly do this. And as I preached last week, this is only a temporary relief. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to do the contrast. He wanted to show them that the priests, as they did this, they stood, they stood, and they stood, and they continuously did these things. But there was one that came to this earth to do it once and for all, and now he sits in the throne with God. He is reminding them this morning, and I pray that as these words reach you, 
And as we enter into the season of Thanksgiving, that we are thankful for what Jesus has done for us on the cross. That we are thankful that we have a God that we can go to on a daily basis and not annually. That we can go to a God where we feel the need to. That we can retreat to wherever that place is and we can go to God and we can say, God, I need your help. But let me first grab this bull and let me sacrifice it to you first. No, we no longer have to do that. We can stand assured in hope and in confidence in knowing that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. That he came to save us and that he's coming for us soon as the day approaches. If there is a soul in this room this morning who hasn't accepted Jesus Christ, I pray that the Spirit begins to knock on, on the door of your heart and that you accept Jesus Christ this morning as your Lord and Savior. And maybe that's what the Red of Hebrews was trying to do to this community. Maybe somebody's faith in this room this morning is faltering. Maybe someone is tempted to go back to their old ways. Maybe someone is struggling this morning. But let me remind you of the victory and the confidence that we have in Jesus Christ. That we no longer have to go through these battles that Jesus is with us fighting and protecting us. Because of the sacrifice that he made on that cross. Aren't we thankful for that? Is anyone in this room thankful for what Jesus has done for us this morning? Amen. Thankful that he's given us another chance, another opportunity to live. Another chance to wake up and turn over in that bed and hit that reset button and say, Lord, I don't, I don't have to sacrifice a bull. I don't have to sacrifice a goat. All I have to do is hit that reset button and I can say thank you. Is anyone here thankful this morning for that? Thankful that in the midst of our trials and tribulations that Jesus Christ is right there next to us. That the spirit that he promised us is with us, guiding us, giving us the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. Thankful that we can gather together as one in this church, in this place, to hear the word of God, to experience his Holy Spirit. Isn't anyone thankful this morning? Isn't anyone thankful that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ saved them from a world of, of death and deceit and lies? And I'm glad that God saved me from that world. Because that world brought me nothing but hurt, pain, deceit, hate. There was no love in that world for me. There was nothing that I could experience in the world that I have not experienced here in God's presence. Accepting Jesus Christ wiped my slate clean. The blood that was shed on that cross wipes our sins clean. Clears our consciousness. Re-energizes our body, re-energizes our spirits, our hope, our confidence in Jesus Christ. Whenever we feel those thoughts of going back or, or quitting, however, how many people felt like quitting before? I'm not the only one. In the midst of those times of wanting to quit, lacking energy, endurance, confidence, whatever it is that you needed to continue in your faith, remember 
what Jesus did for you. Remember that Jesus fought, fight, fights the battles for you. Remember the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember the, 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 the power that's in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. All I'm trying to do is preach Jesus Christ this morning. Can I get an amen? amen. That if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't even be here. I'm thankful for that. And that's simple. We would not be given an opportunity to be where we are this morning. Not just here, but in our lives. Is anyone happy that they accepted Jesus Christ? I am. Is anybody joyful of accepting Jesus Christ? I am. Do you somehow find energy in, 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 in your days? I do. It's not a physical energy. It's a spiritual one. I have these conversations with my wife all the time. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I have no energy. But sometimes I'm at work and I'm just zooming through the hours. <clears throat> picking, picking, picking. And I say, God, what is this? This is my Holy Spirit inside of you. This is what I gave to you through my son, Jesus Christ. The gift of faith. The gift of my son. The gift of the Holy Spirit. These are the things I'm thankful for. Thankful that I no longer have to live in that world that did me wrong. When God is all love and he does everything right for me. Can anybody testify to that this morning? We've tasted what the world has. We've tasted what God has. Which one tastes better? I think this one tastes better. I think what Jesus did on that cross tells me something that I need to preach and I need to shout and I need to proclaim, not just here, but outside of these walls and into this world. I need to share with the people what Jesus has done to me in my life. And we should be the same. We should run out of these doors and preach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Share with them what God has done for us in our lives through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. That is all it took was his son dying on that cross. The message may sound simple, it may sound clear, but to me it's deep. That the essence of our faith, our Christianity, our relationship with God was portrayed in a picture on that cross. That's what love looks like. That's what I'm thankful for. Maybe that's what the writer of Hebrews is doing in this community. Maybe that's what I'm doing to you this morning as well. That there is confidence in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That as we sit here, as we listen, as we share in these experiences, that we can help one another. As we gather in the different ministries, as we gather here Sunday morning, that we can sit next to each other and say, I know what you've been through, but I've seen you've been saved. There's evidence and there's proof standing right next to you. Charles, there's evidence sitting right next to you. Mike, there's evidence sitting right next to you. Robin, there's evidence sitting right behind you. Of what God can do when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Amen? That's my message this morning, and I hope you've grasped it. I pray that you grasp the importance of Jesus dying on that cross. Central to our relationship with God. 
Remember what Jesus did on that cross. And be thankful for where he took you from. Sometimes the devil tries to play these games and reminds me of where I was before. I need to remember what Jesus did for me. And what Jesus brought me out of. Let us continue in our faith. Let us grasp. Let us draw closer to God in these times. Not just because of the season. Because God is calling us closer to him. But there is no way that we can get to God but through Jesus Christ. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. Is there anyone in here thankful for Jesus Christ? That in the midst of our trials and tribulations, that the only one who hasn't left us is Jesus Christ. There may be times in our relationship where we think God has moved or God does not listen. God doesn't move. The only person that moved was you. Let us draw near to God this morning. If you're having issues, if your faith is faltering, let the Spirit draw you near to God. Reaffirm your relationship this morning with Jesus Christ. Reaffirm and remember what Jesus did on that cross for you and for me. The sins that he carried on the way up to Calvary. I imagine the sins of the world heavier than that wooden cross that he carried. Some of my sins are on his back. I'm thankful that a man walked this earth and died for my sins. I am thankful for the opportunity to live once again in the midst of my disobedience, in the midst of my thoughts, in the midst of my motives and intentions. We're not all perfect, neither am I. But there was a God that we serve that is all loving, all forgiving, and I am thankful for that. There's no human being in this world that can love me as much as God can. God loves each and every one of you just as much, even more. And he showed that and he proved it by sacrificing his son on that cross. Now, if you can't tell how much God loves you through that, I don't know what to tell you. But as we continue in this season of thankfulness, I, I, I urge you, encourage you to share this message, to share the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus Christ at the table as you sit with your people. Remind them of where God took you from. Remind them and show them where God has placed you. Be thankful for the, for the people sitting next to you. Thankful for your family members. Thankful for the ones that have gone before us. Thankful for what we have. Thankful that we have the freedom to express our faith as openly as we can in this country. For some are being pers persecuted all around the world for such things. Let us be mindful and thankful of the sacrifice that was done once and for all. For the forgiveness of sins, for the cleansing of our bodies and our minds and our spirits, that we are made new, brand new in Jesus Christ. Let us pray.
Dear Heavenly Father, I just, I don't even know what words to use to give you thanks for my son Jesus Christ. The word thank you is not even enough. I can only try and do right by you and show you how, how thankful I am, but I, I fall short sometimes. But I thank you because you don't change. I thank you for your grace and I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us this morning. The gifts of faith, grace and mercy for another chance, another opportunity to learn about you and to, to accept you and to live right by you. Give you thanks for our families. We give you thanks for our friends. We give you thanks for this place. We give you thanks for everything that we have, Lord. And I just pray and encourage that as we leave this place, that your spirit continue to be with us, guide us and protect us. And as we gather at the Thanksgiving table this week on Thursday, Lord, that we may sit with our families and we may take a couple minutes, Lord, and pray and share about the goodness of your son, Jesus Christ. The sacrifice that was done for each and every one of us was done once and for all. Thank you for Jesus bridging the relationship between God and man, forgiving us an opportunity to experience you and to accept you and to be loved by you. Thank you for all who gathered here this morning. And I thank you for the message that has reached the Lord and us. I pray that you continue to draw your seed and continue to bless this ministry here in this church. And I thank you for everything that I have. And I thank you for who you are. Let us be thankful. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Please stand for the closing hymn, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Found the red handle, number 700.